With the new year fast approaching, money has become a hot topic. And while I know many of you have big income goals this coming year, I also know there are some other financial goals on your radar as well. Goals like stepping outside of the feast or famine cycle, improving your relationship with money, paying off debt, beefing up your savings account, and finally feeling like you have some breathing room when it comes to your finances. If you're someone who feels like those goals are an impossible mountain to climb, or even if you're just a tiny bit curious about the path to getting there, this episode was made for you. We're diving into a mindset shift you're going to love when it comes to slowing down, mapping out a plan to reach your own financial goals, and creating a life and business that has way less stress around money. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Katie Almstrom. Katie is a financial coach, teacher, and speaker who works with driven women who are ready to pay off their debt and create a sustainable future that includes simple strategies so they can reach their goals and live out their dreams. With over a decade of experience in teaching and coaching combined with her own debt-free journey and simplified life, Katie provides a unique service for her clients to help them slow down, map out their own joyful debt-free journey, and create a life that has way less stress around money. Katie, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I am so excited for this recording. So can you tell us, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it. Yes, absolutely. So I help women go on their own joyful and sustainable debt-free journey. And the reason for that is because back in my early 20s, I was not doing anything well. <laughs> my, I was a high school teacher and a coach. Um, work was not going as well as I wanted it to. Relationships were not going well. I had a lot of student loans and credit card debt that I felt really icky about. I was not eating well. I was drinking too much, like all this stuff in my 20s, right? And money was the first thing that I figured out. And to say that it was transformational and that it just was a catalyst for everything else getting better is an understatement. And so it's really funny because when I decided to become a financial coach um, almost four years ago now, I was a high school Latin teacher. I was an athletic coach. I was a competitive bodybuilder. Like I was doing a lot of other things that had nothing to do with money. And it was really funny because people were like, um, we know you as a Latin teacher. Like, what are you doing? Like, you like, <laughs> couldn't see the connection. But for me, like that seed had been planted in my 20s that this was transformational. This was a huge deal. And my, I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. Like I knew I'd always do my own thing someday. And someday had finally arrived. I had two young kids at home and I just, I, I wanted to 
do something on my own. And so the money coaching, the financial coaching was such an easy, um, an easy thing for me because it had just been percolating for all those years. And I say help women find their own sustainable and joyful debt-free journey because I truly, you know, when I paid off my own debt, I really followed this like rigid specific plan, but it was okay for me because I was young. I was single. I had almost zero responsibilities and I'm, I was super competitive. Like I just, I I did it. And when I started coaching, I thought, well, this is what everyone needs to do. And boy, was I wrong. Right. So working (laughs) with clients has really, has really taught me, you know, what is actually joy with money? What is sustainability, um, you know, with your, with your family, with your household, with, you know, whoever you're going on this journey with, what does that mean? And so I, I focus on debt freedom, but really it's how do we feel good about what we're doing with our money each and every day and helping women find their own unique path there. So I absolutely love it. Ah, amazing. I love that so much. And I think like, obviously money is a pretty big topic and it's especially a pretty big topic when it comes to business and making money. And also when we think about investing in ourselves, it can bring up a whole lot of feelings. So that's what I'm really excited to get into more today is kind of the mindset behind money, behind debt, behind investing in yourself, behind being able to feel good about the decisions you're making around money. And I think that I know that you have such amazing wisdom to share on that topic. So I am super excited to dive into that more today. But before we even do that, can you talk to me about what kind of mindset do you aim to cultivate with your clients? Like what is the goal there when it comes to even just thinking about like where your clients are now and where they want to be? What is like the common thread that kind of ties them all together there? That is a really, really good question. Um, I think what is most important right now for my clients is that no matter where they are, they feel hope because they have faith in themselves to be able to take action that works for them, that works for their goals, that works for their plan. And so no matter what their circumstances are in in this particular moment in time right now, that there is a level of trust and a level of faith in themselves that they know what they can do with money, that they know what their capability is, that they that they know that they can put a plan together and execute on it when it matters, that they know that they can forget about, you know, debt payoff goals this month and invest in something that is so important to their family right in this moment, that they can use their savings for an emergency that comes up and not feel guilty about it, like that they have the tools and that they know that they can go back on the path, that they can sort of start fresh, if you will. And I don't even think that doing any of, thing, any of those things requires you to start fresh again the next month. So that's not even really the right word there, but that they can get back on a track that maybe they feel they veered off of and not feel the guilt and the shame of veering. Like, Veering off of a path when you're on a lifelong journey is so expected. And if 
you know, I keep saying like if 2020 has taught us anything, but for a lot of people, 2021 was even like more interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to like we have got to be able to veer and change and like sometimes even like do scary things, but not without having some faith first and some evidence built up that that we that like that we're taking care of ourselves. Like that we know that this is based in a priority. This is based in the word alignment, you know, comes up for me that any decision is really, truly part of our priorities that we've set out goals that we're reaching and that we're not just living in default mode. I was having this conversation with a client yesterday where at the end of a month, like the exact same thing can happen. Like the exact same purchases can be made. The exact same level of, she's a business owner, um, very successful business owner. You know, she can have the same number of clients, the same number of income, the same purchases sort of like in her personal life. And at the end of the month, she can feel two very different ways about the exact same thing. If it is all default, if this is just sort of like the automatic, this is what happens. It all just sort of happened to her, you know, the default month. At the end of the month, if there's money left over, like it doesn't feel like something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's an adi- like there's a there's like an additional five thousand dollars to put in savings or like reinvest in something or, you know, a, you know, buy a vacation, whatever it is. It doesn't feel like something to be celebrated because it happened sort of by default. We just sort of let it happen. Mm-hmm. Versus when you have a plan, when you have a plan and you are, you know, you're on this journey and you have earmarked like, okay, the next three thousand dollars that comes in is going to this. And like when you when you are intentional around the money coming in, when you're intentional around the investments that you're making when there is that surplus or when there is something to be celebrated or when you get through the month paying all your bills and there's no stress around it, right? Then we really feel like even an extra dollar we're celebrating because it was intentional. And so I really want to bring that intentionality to all my clients where it feels like no matter what actions we're taking, we chose them, we decided mm. them. And so we feel so much more ownership of what's happening and we can really celebrate every good thing instead of feeling like, well, that was a fluke, you know? Totally. And so I guess that's something I really want to bring my clients. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling. I feel like the biggest thing that comes up for me there is almost this this sense of self-trust, right? And I think that's kind of the shift that comes up for me when it when you talk about default mode versus like those kind of empowered choices, empowered decisions, really making that intention known or, you know, even just setting the intention and sticking to that, I think brings a completely different level of self-trust to the table because you're really just showing yourself that like you can handle it, right? Like you can handle your finances. You can handle what's left over. You can handle even just like the feelings and emotions that arise around having that extra $5,000, right? I know we hear stories of people like having that surplus of cash and all of a sudden blowing through it because they just don't have the capacity to hold that, right? They don't have the capacity to like even like know what to feel comfortable around it, even know what to do with it and then go back to like that default state. So I think that that's like one of the most fascinating things that comes up for me as you were talking there is that it really is just that really 
subtle shift between setting an intention around it and trusting yourself to, to stick with that intention, not saying that you can't veer off path, but like, I, that's kind of why I love the word intention in general is because I think sometimes when we come up with like a super rigid plan or a super like, you know, big goal or whatever it is, it's almost like, okay, you have to hit it or else you failed. Right. And, or there's this, like (laughs) this added pressure to it that can make it really difficult to stick to because hello, we're human and like things happen. Right. But when you think about an intention, it's so much more of like a a journey, right? And it's so much more of a lens that you can return back to, which I think is a really fascinating part of what you were talking about. Because as you said, when you started out, it was more strict. It was more of a plan. It was more of a like, everyone should do it this way. And I think that's honestly similar to what I've found myself seeing in the business world as well. Like how many other people out there do we know that have, you know, the blueprints or the grab this swipe copy or do it this way, create this funnel, whatever it is. And what I've always found to be true is like the, the thing that feels best to you is always going to be the thing that creates the best results. So it is about coming back to that intention, coming back to that inner knowing, coming back to trusting yourself. And I, I just think that we tend to make better decisions from that place. So I don't know, maybe I'm like grasping for straws there, but I see so many parallels to the no, I So world. much stuff is coming up. <laughs> so much stuff is, is coming up for me when you said all that. Um, and I, you know, I think one thing in particular is this idea of like the, the, the journey and, you know, veering off again. And something that I heard, I think it was this morning even is, you know, this sense of when you set a goal, it's so easy for us to say, okay, cool. I'm going to start on Monday or next month or next year. A lot of us are saying now, right. We're, we're going into um, 2022 here pretty soon. And that that can just be like self-soothing to do that. To put it off. Yeah. I mean, you're not actually creating any evidence in that moment, but you are sort of self-soothing by saying, oh yeah, I will be the kind of person who blah, 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 fill in the blank, you know, like does the exercise, saves the money, you know, is a consistent, you know, consistent on social media as a business owner, whatever it is, whatever the thing is. While instead, you know, because we're on a journey, of course, it's good to have benchmarks. And of course, it's great to celebrate those. But we should always be creating evidence that we are the kind of person who could reach that goal. So for example, most of my clients who come to me either want to save more money because they don't like sort of the pressure or the stress of living client to client, paycheck to paycheck, whatever the case is. Not all of my clients are business owners. Or they feel so weighed down by debt And it's not even necessarily the debt that's weighing them down, but it is just sort of this this way that they're operating with their finances that feels heavy. So, But it it generally falls into one of those categories. I want to save more money or I want to pay off more debt. And generally what I find is more people just should start saving more money. Again, 2020, 2021, what we've learned. And so instead of saying, well, you'll be successful when you've saved this big amount of money or you'll be successful when you pay off this amount of debt. The best sort of shift there is, again, yeah, like, who are we becoming? What is the identity here? And are you the kind of person who is willing to transfer $20 into your savings account every couple of weeks? Are you the kind of person who's willing to make a plan for your money and set a task for yourself once a week to 
Just reflect on it. You don't even have to follow it, but like, are you willing to have your finger on the pulse? Are you willing to, if paying off debt is a big, it feels like a big burden for you, which it does for some people, are you willing to operate for the next few months without using new debt? And that is something that you can start doing today. It's not something we have to push off. It's not something we have to say, oh no, next year when fill in the blank. Like we can just take on that identity by doing something small. And that builds up the evidence over time where we're, you know, instead of self-soothing and saying, I'll start next month, I'll start next week, I'll start on Monday. We can have these small actions that are even automated that just build up that evidence over time. So I think that too is just such a, and I did a live stream on this just yesterday. It's very top of mind. This is very timely. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's so interesting because something that comes up for me there is so my signature coaching program is called Future You. And I really believe in like tapping into who that person is. Like who is that person that you are becoming? Who is that person who already has hit the goals, has what you desire, feels the way you want to feel? Because I think it helps us to really anchor into almost who we're being over what we're necessarily like doing or like the amount of money in our bank account or whatever it is. Right. But I think the fascinating thing about it is like almost the name is kind of like counterintuitive because I always say like future you, and it makes it sound like it's this really distant thing. Like it's this person who is like way out in the future. It's really far away. Right. And the funny thing is I'm like, I bring it back so often to like how to become future you faster, how to step into future you now. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, that that like intention to stop putting it off for that someday, right? That someday when we have all our shit together, all our ducks in a row, whatever it is, and to really start leaning into that now, like how, how would I be acting? Like how would I be handling these circumstances? How, who would I be being? What feelings would I be cultivating? Like how would I be thinking about this investment? How would I be thinking about my business? Like it just opens up a completely different mindset. And I think that that is just like such a relevant tie-in because it's essentially what you're saying with like, well, how do you want to feel as it relates to money? How do you want, like, if saving is a really big goal of yours, instead of putting that off, like, how can you be someone who saves now? And that's the whole future you faster thing, guys. Like, that is the, that's like the the hack, if you will, because that's what helps you to step into being that person now rather than constantly pushing it off. So that just like, I just love that parallel so much. Well, first of all, I love that name, Future You. I think that's perfect. And I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, permission is a lot of sort of the name of the game here too, because what I see with a lot of my clients is let's say, let's say they want to, okay, let's say they want to pay off debt. Let's say I have a client who really wants to pay off some debt, whether it's a, a car or student loans or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And we decide, yeah, like that's a good option for you right now. Like let's work on that. The, the immediate sort of response is, okay, great. Now I have to like find this money to pay off debt. And it's like, actually, that's not like you, you can give yourself permission to save up some money so that the next time, you know, the next time we buy a car, we don't feel like we have to just put it on payments again. Like, right. If they hate having a car payment, like let's set us, let's set ourselves up so that we're not always going to have car payments. So yes, we want to pay the debt off, but the first step is 
Like that person who doesn't, that future you, right? To use your terminology, that doesn't have a car payment has to be able to pay, like buy their next car. Yep. So let's save up for the next car or let's, you know, so what does that version of you, how does that version of you operate? And if throwing like every single extra dollar at your debt, like that, that's never, I, like that can never be the right answer in my mind because then you are sacrificing what makes you feel good. Like I have a lot of clients who say, should I fire my personal trainer? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the one thing that you have that makes you feel really good. Um, or, you know, like I have a client I'm working with right now who is a recent single mom and is really, you know, stretching to make ends meet. And she has a subscription box with her four-year-old daughter that's gluten-free snacks. You know, they have food allergies and they just relish in that monthly unboxing together. And she's worried that it's this extravagance she can't afford. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is like your thing. Don't touch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so, you know what? So that future version of you who is debt-free, who is joyful or whatever it is, who has savings, who feels who feels this like spaciousness and, you know, uh, abundance is another word that gets thrown around, but I really feel it's like this, this spaciousness between like you and life. And there's this nice buffer of time in the form of money that allows you to breathe. And if we are not allowing ourselves to have those very basic joys, those very basic things that keep our mental health, you know, sane, um, our physical bodies healthy. And of course, like some, sometimes we take it to the extreme and sure we can like cut back a little bit temporarily, but not everything. Like it can't be everything. We have to have that balance and we have to really find what does future you, what does debt for you? What does you with savings in the bank? Like, how do you want to feel? And let's do both. Like, let's find a way to do both because there usually is a way to do both and we don't have to completely knock everything out. (laughs) Okay. So I think this is super interesting because this is a pretty counterculture approach to debt, I would say. Like, I don't feel like there are a lot of people out there who are saying like, yeah, let's do both, right? Like, yeah, like let's live the life too, right? And I think that it's it's interesting to me because I totally agree with you, by the way. Like, I think that there's so like there's so much living that can be done at like as that journey progresses. And I honestly think that you're more likely to stay on that journey and stick with it. Again, same thing in business, right? Totally. Like, you know, more likely to stick with it if you feel good, if you're enjoying the process, if you're like enjoying the process of building the business rather than just like saying you can't enjoy anything in life until you read, reach X milestone in the business. Like that's a pretty good way to make yourself miserable pretty fast. <laughs> so I definitely agree with what you're saying there, but I don't think people talk about it that way a lot, to be quite frank. Like I just don't think that a lot of other money coaches or money people, like I've never heard this, like enjoy the journey and like put money into savings or don't get rid of the subscriptions kind of approach. So talk to me about how that kind of came, came to be or how you decided that that was really like the missing piece when it came to improving your relationship with money. Well, I think you said it exactly. I mean, if you're not enjoying the process, it's hard to stay on the journey. And 
we have to enjoy the journey. I liken this very often to weight loss because I was a competitive bodybuilder and I went through a couple of periods of very strict workouts and dieting that was horrible. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say that it was horrible. And so like the, the final day, right, showtime, I did not feel good and the journey did not feel good. And so what is the point? Like, what is the point of going on a journey to reach some goal? If when you get there, you're just like, well, that sucked, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and a lot. So what I've seen, and um, I hope you don't mind me like name dropping, but I, I followed Dave Ramsey for a long time. I was a Ramsey preferred coach. That's the program that I followed. And I thought it was great. Like, there's a lot of things that have happened recently where I just, I, I completely have deassociated de from the company, but what I found was that most people who were coming to me were like, oh yeah, I tried that. And it made me so miserable that like I, I'm right back where I started. And so I found myself saying, okay, so what actually works? Like what, what is the thing that's missing here? And it's, it's joy. It mm. is, it is long-term sustainability. Now, I don't think that, you know, if you have if you have some debt that's really stressing you out, I don't think you should take 10 years to pay it off necessarily, but I think that you should be able to work through it in a way that works for you. And the subscription to just, or prescription, I should say, the prescription to just make your life as lean as possible until it's done, like, that didn't work for me with the weight loss stuff. That doesn't work with so many people with the money stuff. And I, I really, I really feel like that we've got to learn how to have balance with money because so many people, even clients that I've worked with, they pay off their debt and they're like, okay, now I have money and I'm afraid to use it. Like I had a client who swam every day and it took mm -hmm. her months to buy a new bathing suit. Her shoes were falling apart. Like she had no debt to pay. She had money in the bank. She'd saved money and she's like, I don't know, can I buy shoes this month? And that struck me as like, this is not okay. You should have bought the shoes while we were paying off the car. Like, so that I, I've, I've just seen it happen enough where it causes this tension, this stress. And not only should we be improving our financial situation, but we should also be improving our financial mindset. We should be excited about what we can do with our money. We should, we should like I said at the beginning, just have that evidence that no matter where we veer, we have tools. We know sort of what actions we can take that make us feel good. And if the only actions we're taking are making us feel badly about ourselves or are reinforcing that like debt is awful and all the decisions you've made in the past are horrible, then getting to that, you know, that goal is going to feel just as bad. And you're almost no better off than when you started. Getting support around my money mindset was an absolute game changer for me because when I was constantly freaked about where the next client was coming from, it made it even more difficult to take actions in my business to actually land that next client. And shifting my mindset around that was what made it possible to land clients with so much more ease. I don't exactly miss those sleepless nights and I know you won't either. That's why I absolutely love supporting you on my free 30-minute sincere sales coaching call. 
Together, we'll get to the root of your absolute biggest mindset challenge around sales. Whether that be a scarcity mindset, feeling like you don't know what to say, fears that your rates are too high, or something else entirely, so that you can start closing sales and making money with more ease than ever before. Grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales, because I only offer a limited number of these each week. So I'm so curious because there's almost this like worthiness piece that comes into play here where it almost feels like sometimes people don't believe that they're truly worthy of getting those things, right? Like getting the shoes, getting the nice things, upgrading their life, whatever it is, until they reach that kind of like debt-free point or until they have X amount in savings. And Again, it's kind of that like putting it off until, right? Like we make the milestones so important that it's like we we don't allow ourselves to have anything until we hit that milestone, right? And I'm just thinking about like, I don't know, things I've had payments on, right? Like I had a car payment for a while, right? And it's so funny to me because like I thought like I felt so good about that decision, right? Like I I was like interest rates are interest rates are low. I think it was like 1.9%. I was like this makes no money for me to pay like cash, right? Like this is like the best situation ever. And I paid that off for like 7 years and felt great about it, right? Like was making way more money in the stock market with the same amount of cash, right? But I think about that and I'm like, why did that feel so good, right? That was probably like, you know, I don't know, 15, 20K, whatever it was. Why did that feel so okay and so good? And like, that was the best decision ever. And yet I would wake up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night, right after I had hired um, my first like high level business coach with like what I describe (laughs) as basically a panic attack, like that like pit in the bottom of my stomach gasp feeling of, oh my gosh, this may not work. Right. And I think it's so funny. We blame it on money, but like the thoughts definitely like weren't all around money. It was like, what if this was a terrible investment? And like my boyfriend leaves me because like I'm making unwise financial decisions or what happens to my puppy if like, you know, something happens to him and he needs surgery. And like, I just blew $6,000 on a business coach. Right. So I think it kind of spirals there where it's like, okay, the, the investment itself, the money itself, like it wasn't the thing, right? Like, I don't know how else to say it. It's like, it wasn't the thing. It was all of the feelings and like, almost like that worthiness piece I was talking about associated with that. And that like fear of like making the wrong decision, fear of, you know, not having like done the wise or responsible thing that made that be the 3am, you know, wake up at 3am in a panic situation. Whereas like the car thing, I think I was paying off at the same time, never even crossed my mind. So I'm really curious to hear if like what you think about the, almost like the stigma we have around debt and why like some things are okay. Like I think there are a ton of people who have like student loan debt and that's almost like an assumed thing in this country sometimes where it's like, yeah, you just like, that's how you go to college. That's how you get a degree kind of thing. And some people feel really okay with that and some people just don't. So I'm kind of wondering like where the line is or if there is an is even one, I guess. Um, And what your thoughts are there around like what makes it some investments and some spending and some debt feel okay versus that feeling I wouldn't wish on anyone, basically. (laughs) Totally. Well, and I think your example of the car is another one where like, 
it's just so accepted that we have car payments, right? That you wouldn't think twice about it. If everyone and, you know, their mom had a business coach and that was just like a normal thing, you wouldn't worry about what do people think or am I going to like, because it's just what everybody does, you know, you would. So I think as, as business owners specifically, that is a, you know, a a blessing and a curse, right? It's like, it's a burden we carry until we're able to work through it is this is different. There aren't very many people that I can sort of see the evidence of like that this is, this is normal. This is okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on the human brain, but our, our brains definitely like to not stand out. And, you know, like as far as the survival, like not getting thrown out of the the pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The And so really just feeling like, okay, we are going to, we're going to sort of just play it cool here and follow mainstream societal norms. And so that's where a lot of debt comes from. It is very mainstream. It is very normal. And so there's nothing wrong with doing that until you find yourself so unhappy that, and and it feels, and it feels like there's no way out because the mainstream is how do we get in, but there's no mainstream. How do we get out? There's no mainstream. Mm. How do we build wealth for like, there's, it's, that's just not normal right now. There is way more of a culture of, oh my gosh, Black Friday, I'm going to be so broke, like joking about it. And like, but it's not the norm yet to celebrate a win to celebrate saving money, to celebrate having, you know, some uh, hitting millionaire status, you know, a net worth millionaire. We don't like, that's just not something people celebrate right now. So I don't have any problem with any person having any debt whatsoever, (laughs) but I'm very good at helping people navigate their current situation and making it go from feeling awful because usually they come to me feeling awful to mm-hmm. feeling better. And I, I, I mean, I'll have clients who are net worth millionaires and they're struggling to spend money on themselves for that very worthiness. You know, again, it's not about the money. You're absolutely right. It's not about the money. And then I'll have people who have barely a dollar to their name. And as soon as anything comes in, they reinvest it so fast, like it wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, like a having this thing, like they, they can't even hold it for five seconds. Like it's got to go. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, it's not even not necessarily a worthy thing either. It's just, there can't be money in my account. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. So I don't, I, I think I like skipped by the question really quickly there. There, I don't think there's a, a line of like what's okay and what's not okay. I certainly don't ever recommend someone take on debt, but I never, ever want them to feel wrong for it. Like we've got to find what works for you is, is the bottom line. And we've got to find a way to make whatever the circumstance is right now feel better so that you can quickly start building that evidence that you can go on a journey that's going to work for you long-term that feels good for you long-term. And like, really, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, totally. I had another thought while you were talking there, and I'm so curious what you think about just like investing in the business space in general. I know you and I are like slightly different ideal audiences, but I know that so many of clients that I've worked with and my own money mindset stuff that I've worked through have really struggled to 
you know, invest in themselves, invest in their business to take on a certain amount of risk as a business owner doing that. And really just like, I told you, like my journey with that was like waking up at 3 a.m. Like, thank goodness I had just hired a a coach that could support me through that because I guess I was like so in my head about that, that it made it so difficult for me to like take action in the business when you're in that place. Right. So I think like there is such a mindset component when it comes to investing, but like, what do you think of people who either invested and didn't get the results that they wanted or want to invest, but aren't sure. I mean, these might be two separate questions here, but like want to invest, but aren't necessarily sure that they will see the results or, um, you know, even just have the cash sitting in their account. Like I, that was me. I literally had the cash and it still felt super uncomfortable. So I guess I'm just curious kind of what your perspective on that is. And I, again, there may not be a one size fits all answer there, but I'm just so curious to hear kind of where you, where you land and what you recommend. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's absolutely not a one size fits all answer, but you know, a couple of things come up. One is this idea of intentionality that we were talking about when you are so grounded in what is it that I want next? What, you know, what is the goal of this investment? What am I, what am I hoping for? And if you are going to make a big investment, particularly in a coach, and I I think that should be everyone's first move is a coach because we can all spend thousands of dollars on courses and programs and blueprints and, and it's not what we need, <laughs> truly. Yeah. So um, I, I think, you know, making the right investment. as someone who's done that. <laughs> I, mean, I know, totally. So I think, I mean, having, and so being thoughtful, I mean, if it's a big purchase, like anything, like let's be intentional about it. Let's, let's take it seriously. And, you know, I think a lot of business owners, what happens is, and, and I'm going to be like, totally honest, this happened to me in 2020. My business was thriving locally, in person, big groups, no masks. <laughs> like mm-hmm. That was my model. And it came crashing down and my two kids came home and I became a stay-at-home mom overnight. Like it completely changed. And so I went down the online business rabbit hole and I so quickly lost sort of that faith and evidence that I knew what I was doing because I shifted this me- the medium. Mm-hmm. And... I bought every course, I bought every program, I bought every like 30 minute discovery call that costs money. I mean, it was just like, it was bananas. It was totally crazy. So that's something I, you know, can relate to with my clients is like, when you don't know what to do, you think you have to like ask everyone else because everyone else must know, right? Yeah. And instead, like just taking five minutes to just trust yourself and give yourself that intentional or that time for intentionality. And so not rushing anything, actually doing your homework, right? Talking to a few different people, getting referrals. I mean, do do the work, like do the work ahead of time so that you do feel empowered and you do feel as though this is intentional and not reactive, right? I haven't made money in my business in a few months. Oh my gosh, I better do something. And then we just throw money at, you know, whatever looks most promising. That's not a good solution. The other thing I'll say is that, you know, when it comes to building a business, and again, I'm not a business coach, but when it comes to the money piece, I think it's okay to go slowly. 
And I think it's okay to, I mean, we can all make some money without hiring a coach, right? Without making a huge investment, we can all start. And so creating that evidence that, you know, this is something that I do enjoy. This is something that I do want to continue. This is something that I could do, you know, again and again for a year, having some sort of groundwork to, to go with, again, like gives you that confidence and that intention that I at least know what I want to build on, or I at least have some semblance of like a plan here and, and growing that way, starting a business again, depends on, you know, who, who's in the household with you. Everyone has Mm -hmm. wildly different experiences. Are you a single mom? Are you, you know, have you been a stay at home mom? Are you not a mom at all, but there's, you know, someone else in your household, a spouse maybe has income or a partner or whatever your situation is. It's different for everybody. So you know, I, I I really think that just the intentionality piece, like it is with money and business, like start there so that when you do wake up in the middle of the night, it's not crap. That was, and I'm not saying this was for you, Amanda, but you know, I, I just, I reacted. Like I was so stressed out. It's like my clients who put a whole lot of money towards debt because it's really stressing them out. And that mm-hmm. might not have been the best idea. Maybe it should be in savings. Like that feeling of, oh my gosh, what did I do? Instead, like you've, you've made the choice and you've decided and you can be okay with that decision, whether you put it on a credit card or you saved up the money. Like if you decide on this thing and it is a big decision, then let that like be okay with that decision. And that's part of the evidence building that you can do things with money that make you feel good. If we're just going to second guess ourselves, that is not good evidence for our feeling in control of our money. And control is not the right word necessarily, but you know, we want to feel good about the things that we do. And so if we are intentional, whether you save the money or put it on a credit card, how do you feel about it? And if you're feeling good, great, then that was probably a good choice for you. If you're feeling crappy, I don't care if the money came out of the thin air and, you know, you might, you'll you still feel crappy no matter where it comes from if it wasn't a good choice, if there isn't intention behind it. Yeah, totally. I think one thing that comes up for me as you were talking is just this idea that I, I don't think this is talked about nearly enough, but like most businesses do require an initial investment of some sort. And I think we think of that through the lens of like, oh, like hiring a coach or buying the course or whatever. And it's... I just want to clarify that because like when I say that, like my design business funded my coaching business before I had a co- even one coaching client. Like my business operated in that way for months. And that like, that is a thing that like not nearly enough people talk about. Like, I think it's almost like we're looking for the easy button. We're looking for that magic bullet. That's just like, well, when I hire the coach, I'll have the money tomorrow. And it's like, that like that is so disempowering because that's looking outside of yourself for the quick fix, right? That's like saying like, well, I clearly can't do this. So let me go find someone who can kind of thing. And I'm not saying like, I fully believe in support. Like I will preach support all day long, but like, I think it's important to recognize like most of the time, even the clients that I see who grow really, really quickly don't have that additional stress of like, 
oh my gosh, will my basic needs be met? They're like, you know, living with their parents for a while or they're um, getting like a job that's outside of whatever the business is in, which is allowing them to fund this like next endeavor or they're staying in their full-time job until they like have that trust built up in themselves and the business and their relationship with money until they make that leap. And I just like, I don't hear nearly enough people talk about that. Like, I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, you put it online and then it happens or like you hire the coach (laughs) and then it happens. And it's like, no, no, no. Like so much of this is like giving yourself that permission to allow you know, one one thing to fund the other thing essentially, right? So like what you were saying, like if you, if it really doesn't feel good to go into debt for it, is there somewhere else you can pull from? And I think this is where we get to be creative about resources and all that kind of stuff. But like, most of the people who grow really quickly are just like, they're not having the 3 a.m. panic, right? Because that just makes it harder to show up and take the actions in the business and do the thing. So like, just wanted to point out there that I think like, sometimes there's so much of a disconnect with the courses and the blueprints and the things like that, because we do think it's going to be this like, this quick thing, it's going to be this easy fix. And like, even if you follow that thing to a T, like most strategies take 90 days to see results from. So you're not even going to know till 90 days from now. So are you comfortable with that? And I'm not saying like that has to be true for you necessarily, whoever is listening. And I have definitely seen people get results faster, but at the same time, could you hang for 90 days (laughs) if that happened? Could you hang for six months if that happened? I think that's just like such a good thing to consider when you are investing in yourself and when you are trying to grow a business because it, it isn't this overnight success thing that I think sometimes it's made out to be. Totally. And the catch 22 piece too is like, there's so much detachment and like, you know, like the, the, the lack of, you know, you, you want to be able to bring on your first clients without anyone knowing you want your first clients. I mean, there, there has to be, we've got to create somehow this again, like, it's just like with the money, like some spaciousness where it's like, it's okay if it takes 30 days or 90 days, I should say, it's okay if it takes three months or 90 days or six months. Like, is this something that you want to do? And does it make sense? I mean, it doesn't make sense for just anyone to start a business right now. It doesn't, but there's some pretty easy ways to put yourself in a position where, well, I can certainly start something. I mean, anyone can start putting content on the internet. That doesn't cost anything, right? Time. So, you know, like, yeah, be intentional. Like I want to hire a coach. Great. Can you do it right now? Uh, I don't know. Can we make a six month plan for you to hire a coach? Of course we can. And, you know, just putting those pieces together, but the more intentional you are and the more you create that you know, that identity that I'm the kind of person who shows up consistently. I'm the kind of person who, you know, improves, you know, improves myself as a coach or whatever I'm doing by hiring a coach, getting like getting into that. Then we start making decisions every day with our time, with our money that that feeds that. And it is that much easier than when we are ready to make that investment that, oh my gosh, like this is it. This is what feels good. This is what I've been working for. This is what I have, you know, I've committed to day after day after day. I've just, I've decided I haven't just reacted. And I think that's like, like the key to all of it. Right. Yeah. And I trust myself in that. Right. Like I trust myself because I've created the plan. I trust myself more because I know this is the right thing. I trust myself more. Like it's, 
that trust piece goes is like such a big piece when we talk about the money stuff because it's just I in my mind it's the make or break, right? We were talking about breathing room before we started recording this and you were saying like so many of your clients just want that feeling that they can breathe again, right? They want that breathing room. If that's, I mean, I hear that all the time in business too, right? I talk about ease and flow all the time. Like same, same guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, know, I say faith, you say trust. Like we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so beautiful to remember because if that's the goal, if the goal is really that breathing room, if that goal is really that ease, that flow, that lessened pressure around it, that intentionality, like I think our point in all of this is that is something that you can create now. And yes, it might take a little bit of planning. Yes, it might take a little bit of intention. Yes, it might take support. But like that feeling is available to you now. And that's what we're both here to support around. So just wanted to say that before we wrapped up. But Katie, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with me today. If people love what they heard from you, where can they find you? Oh, you are so welcome. This was really great. I am most often in my Facebook group, The Simplified Budget, and I also have a podcast, The Simplified Budget Podcast, where I am coaching one of my clients for three months, and you get to follow her amazing journey. So really excited for you to listen to that. So The Simplified Budget everywhere. I'm on Instagram too. Same thing, the underscore simplified underscore budget. Beautiful. All right, guys, you heard it. Definitely go hang out with her over there. And thank you again so much for everything you shared with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.